0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's rare to find a gift that you know everyone on your list will love. That's what you get with an incredibly soft blanket from Minky Couture. With hundreds of different styles and sizes of Minky Couture blankets, you'll find a gift that they are sure to love every single day of the year. Shop the best deals of the season at MinkyCouture.com. Welcome to the MLB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Karam. Uh, LJ uh, is once again off for this episode as he is settling himself into college and we're wishing the best of luck to him. Uh, I believe he might be back on uh, Monday night's episode or definitely Tuesday night. So, uh, yeah, excited to have him back. But in the meantime, we have a lot to talk about. There's since in the time that has passed since the last time I recorded, which was yesterday, uh, a lot has happened in the MLB. Is that seems the case to be the case uh, most days. But before we get into that, we would like to recognize uh, LaTerrain.com. LotTerrain.com offers you some of the most sleek and nice style watches that you can get for a price. I mean, these watches, I believe they their best seller is the Legacy 2. They're you they usually sell it for $130. They're gonna sell it to you for 100 dollars And then what you can do is use code MLB daily at checkout for 10% off. And I mean these these watches. I'm sure, I, I know LJ said he was gonna order one. I'm in the process of ordering one very soon. It we're not just saying it because this company you know works with us. This these watches are so high quality. Get have such outstanding reviews and everything go check them out that's LaTerrain L A dash T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E dot com code mlb daily at checkout but let's get into i guess we'll start off with uh sort of an ongoing story that we've been talking about every day for the last couple of weeks that's wander franco's on base streak uh he ends up getting on base yesterday, or I should say today, or no, no, yesterday. Jesus, uh, nice. you know, after all these times recording, I still get mixed up. Uh, he, let me see what his line was tonight. Uh, he was the Rays lost, which was actually big for the Yankees. Oh, okay. Here, here it is. He was two for five. Uh, But that extended his streak to 35 games. Uh, It's the third longest by a player 20 years or younger in American League history or American League slash National League history behind Hall of Famers Mickey Mantle, 36 games and Frank Robinson, which is uh, 43 games. If he reaches safely in his next game, he'll match Mantle for the longest on-base streak by a player under 21 in American League history. This is what I'm reading off the MLB.com site. Regardless of age, Franco's streak is the longest by a rookie shortstop since Hanley Ramirez reached in 36 straight games for the Marlins in 2006. It's also the longest active on-base streak in the majors, the longest by a rookie in Rays history and the longest single season streak by a Rays player since Johnny Damon reached in 39 consecutive games in 2011. Also, I pulled this up because I wanted to see, uh, like I was saying yesterday, he's a guy who walks a lot and doesn't strike out a lot. I didn't realize this stretch he's been on when it comes to not striking out. He's only struck out three times in his last 85 plate appearances And he hasn't gone a full game without reaching base safely uh, since he took an 0 for 5 against the Indians on July 24th. (laughs) I mean, the productivity of this kid is outstanding. And if you want to hear more stats and more comparisons, go check out yesterday's episode where I did a lot more Wander Franco appreciation, but I just wanted to put this in here at the start because, uh, I mean, uh, I would love to see this streak get to 40 games. That that would be really, really impressive. So in the meantime, uh, we have other news to talk about, but we'll certainly keep everyone updated on this streak. And uh, see, that's the great thing about having a show every day. We get to react to it literally as it happens. So giants dodgers game three of course they uh were tied in the nl west heading into sunday's game and the giants end up uh having to go with another bullpen game dominic leone got the start for them walker bueller got the start for the dodgers so on paper realistically, all the Dodgers have to do is hit well because Walker Buehler has not been uh, shaken up really on the mound at all this year. Very rarely has he had a blow-up start. Well, that didn't exactly, exactly go to plan for Los Angeles as the Giants put up six runs in the first three innings uh it Brandon Belt homered in the first inning Stephen Dugger tripled in the second to score two runs and then Darren Ruff had a single in the third uh Brandon Crawford had a double and Kirk Casale had a single and the Dodgers do end up putting up a little bit of a comeback late but ultimately they end up falling six to four the final line for Walker Bueller. He takes the loss, three innings, seven hits, six earned runs, and uh, one only one strikeout, which I, I, I don't know how that's possible for a guy like Walker Buehler. Just probably his worst start of the year, and it was probably the most important game of the year for the Dodgers. So, yeah, that's not good for the Dodgers, of course, as they would very much – Uh, like to not have to play in a a wild card game uh, potentially against the Padres or the Reds or whoever it might be but I did a lot of yeah you know I was down on the uh, on the uh, Giants yesterday I was saying all these pitching injuries how are they gonna put together a good game plan to be able to beat the Dodgers in this in this uh Rubber match for essentially the or well for the NL West lead, and they end up using one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine pitchers. Look, they just go inning by inning, and that's really all you can do when you're in this situation where Alex Wood hits the COVID IL. You have other guys who are already on the IL like Johnny Cueto and when you're only three or four starting pitchers deep you you just have to take inning by inning Jose Quintana goes two innings yesterday uh he pitched the longest out of anyone but we saw it was Dominic Leone then they brought in Jose Alvarez Zach Little came in and threw an inning then uh Jay Jackson I mean these, like these are guys that, like a lot of people have not heard of they brought in Camilo Duval uh, I know he's a good he's a good uh, pitching prospect but other than that then they go to their late game guys like uh, Trevor or excuse me Tyler Rogers and Jake McGee but the guys who were pitching through the lineup the first few times this crazy Dodgers lineup are like relative nobodies, and for the Dodgers to uh, you know put up two runs in the first five innings is you know a bit a bit shocking to me, especially when you look at the lineup the Dodgers put out. I mean, Trey Turner, Max Muncie, Betts, Justin Turner, Corey Seager, Will Smith, Chris Taylor, Cody Bellinger eighth, Walker Bueller, ninth. Of course, then they have Pujols uh, off the bench to pinch hit as well so yeah just really uh weird game uh i'm sure dodgers fans are not happy with this result i'm sure giants fans are extremely happy because to win that series in san francisco is just huge for the giants uh they have all the momentum now for the next 25 games in my mind uh, especially when they get back alex wood whenever that is but The next thing I want to talk about is the Padres Astros game, a wild game uh, out in San Diego, and it had quite the ending, but let me take you through it. So the pitching matchup was Luis Garcia for the Astros and Chris Paddock for the Padres. And Houston, in the first innings, able to score on an outs, Bregman single. Uh, Then in the bottom of the first, the Padres put up three runs, thanks to a Will Myers sack fly and Eric Hosmer, two RBI double. They would take a 3-1 lead. That score would hold all the way until the seventh. That's when the Astros get two home runs from Yuli Gurriel and Carlos Correa. To, uh, to tie the game at three the score holds into the ninth inning we go to the bottom of the ninth Uh, role right, well, should be noted the Padres bring on Mark Melanson to pitch the top of the ninth pitches a clean inning uh, does end up walking three guys uh, but gets out of the jam the in the bottom of the ninth the Astros bring in Ryan Stanick. He allows a walk-off home run to Jake Cronenworth, and the Padres win it 4-3, which makes a huge impact on the standings now because the Padres are now back into the second wildcard spot because the Reds lost, so now it's... San Diego 73 and 64. Cincinnati is 73 and 65. So a half game up is San Diego. And the Astros now. Let me check them out. Or I need to go to the AL West. Here it is. Yeah, because Seattle is now only four and a half games back. They've won five in a row. I mean, realistically. <laughs> Seattle has a chance to win the AL West. It's very small, but they could realistically win their division with a negative run run differential. That I, oh my god. I just realized that. Well then. Uh yeah. Where was I? Padres. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm sure they know, like, look, we're not going to be able to host a wild card game. That's going to be either the Dodgers or the Giants. All they can play for now is second is to put is that second wild card spot. And. I feel like at that point in, in the season, like, yes, there's a there's a lot of pressure. But to know that like you don't you, like it's not the Yankees situation where they have to fight for home field advantage. I feel like home field advantage for the Yankees in the wild card game is very crucial. And sure, of course, the Padres would love to play that game at home. Don't get me wrong. I think that if they play the game at home, their chances of winning are significantly better. And I don't like their odds on the road at all. But. At this point, they have one goal, and it's like we need to just stay in this second wild card spot. That's it. The Yankees' goal right now, it's like we need to make sure we don't fall out of the wild card and somehow also try to get this first wild card. And it's just I think the Padres now can just lock in. We see they uh, hard-fought game against the Astros, and that's a big hit. That's like a season-changing hit because – Let's say the Padres lose that game. The Reds and them would have the exact same record. And I believe the Padres are off on Monday today. And then they play against the Angels and then the Reds go out to the Cubs. So, yeah, it's. The this is gonna be a battle right down to the end uh between San Diego and Cincinnati. You can't count Philadelphia and St. Louis because they're only two and a half and three games out respectively. But cannot wait to see what this NL Wild card brings. Uh before I get on to the Yankees, and that's how I will wrap up the show, I wanted to talk about Daniel Vogelback and his walk-off grand slam. Uh And then I have a little stat about Grand Slams today in the league. But let me uh, navigate to the game. Here it is. The Cardinals and the Brewers. And I'll actually do a full game recap for this one because it's pretty interesting. Bottom second, Pablo Reyes for the Brewers. hits his first home run of uh is this of his career let me see uh often john lester no uh let me see here never heard of this guy before pablo reyes no okay he has six career home runs his first home run this year uh and that gives the brewers a one nothing lead Top four and Mundo Sosa ties the game with a sack fly. Harrison Bader then with a two RBI double to make it three to one Cardinals. Top seven, Tyler O'Neal Homers, two run bomb. It's five to one Cardinals after seven innings. After eight innings, it's five to one Cardinals. We go to the ninth. The Cardinals bring on Giovanni Gallegos first with a five-run lead, and or excuse me, a four-run lead. He works himself into quite a bit of trouble as he allows a leadoff ground rule double to Jackie Bradley Jr., a single that scores Jackie Bradley Jr. next. He then gets a strikeout. Uh, He gets Jace Peterson, to double off the wall or not off the wall but to right field which uh they made it second and third he then walks eduardo escobar to load the bases with one out the cardinals choose to bring on alex reyes their closer who has been pretty much nails the whole year uh, was certainly better at the start of the year but it has been a very good reliever indeed the Brewers then pinch hit Daniel Vogelback, and he hits a pinch hit walk off grand slam for the Brewers to win six to five. It is so rare that you see a walk off grand slam when the other team is down by three runs. I mean, no doubt a pinch hit walk off brand slam it's that's crazy to me i don't think we've seen i don't think i've seen that wow quite a few years and it's a big win for the the brewers as they keep up their momentum they're now 30 games over 500 and uh corbin burns who had himself not the best of starts, but five innings, three earned runs, seven strikeouts will do. But just a real tough loss for the Cardinals who are still in the thick of it, like I was saying, especially to lose like that, to bring your closer in, and he allows the grand slam. But, of course, they're going to give the loss to Alex Reyes because he allows the winning run in Vogelback. But Giovanni Gallegos clearly was the worst pitcher Uh for the Cardinals in this game an inning three hits four earned runs uh he's the reason why the Cardinals uh he's the guy in the bullpen if you want to point fingers at uh for the Cardinals all right let's get on to the Yankees uh I actually wrote down separate stuff about the Yankees just real quick so Yankees lose to the Orioles uh 8-7, 8-7, to seven. the offense finally came alive for the Yankees, I guess, after getting no hit uh, by Chris Ellis for five innings the other day and then into the seventh inning, yeah. But basically in this game, the uh, Gary Sanchez hits a grand slam. Oh, yeah, that's what I wanted to say prior to getting into this game. Uh, there was six grand slams hit in Major League Baseball yesterday or – Yes, yesterday, the MLB record for a single day, like most grand slams hit by the league in one day, is seven. So, very, very close to the record. Uh, but Gary Sanchez hits a home, hits a grand slam to make it four-one Yankees. Uh, eventually, Yankees get the lead up to five to two. Gary Sanchez homers again. In the sixth inning, Yankees now are now leading seven to four. They then have the brilliant idea to bring. So Andrew Heaney, who has been a starting pitcher for the Yankees this year, since we traded for him at the trade deadline. He's had one good start, I think, against the Red Sox. Okay. He has been so bad as a starting pitcher, that the Yankees moved him to the bullpen, okay, right, teams do that, but instead of just moving him to the bullpen, they make him the seventh inning high leverage guy in the bullpen, (laughs) wait a minute, like, I know that Jonathan Louisiza goes out in that there's not a lot of depth. I literally covered the Yankees bullpen depth yesterday. But out of everyone in that bullpen, you choose Andrew Heaney as your seventh inning, three-run lead. like that's not a high leverage, but it's still like a pretty crucial inning. And guess what he does? he gets one out allows four hits four runs and allows the orioles to then take an 8 to 7 lead in that inning yankees have no response and they lose 8 to 7 it's <sighs> yankees cannot be losing games like this the the orioles this year have won two series against AL East teams. They swept the Red Sox in the opening series of the season, and they just beat the Yankees two out of three games. That's it. They've won two series against teams in their division. The Yankees just they cannot afford to be losing a game like this because I don't know if you guys have been seeing uh, Toronto. They've been getting kind of hot. They won four in a row. Uh, They're only like four and a half back of the Yankees. They're starting to function like an actual team, man. I mean, I, I, I just, it's It's scary at this point because it's like it was that team that we just saw play yesterday for the Yankees? Could that be what we look like in the playoffs? is this bullpen actually dead I mean what is our play we need the we need home field advantage when I say we I mean the Yankees they need home field advantage for the playoffs or for the wild card so bad i I mean it is almost, if the Yankees have to play in Fenway for the wild card game, it that would be not a fun time to be a Yankee fan. And I still think that there's a reasonable chance we can win there, but just that would make the deck, the deck stacked against us so, so much more. And that's just, you know, it is what it is, but All right. uh, I think that's all wrap up today's show. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to check us out. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at MLB Daily Pod. Uh, Use code MLBDaily at lawterrain.com. And we'll see you tomorrow.